Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 478 for October 20th, 2018. And I am Anna Marie Privetier. And I'm Chris Privetier. Chime, chime. Chime, chime. Chime, chime. And we're still watching too much Pokemon on Twitch. <laughs> it interferes with our game time some days. Uh, it interferes with everything in my entire uh. life. And yet I want to do nothing else but watch the chat react to Pokemon episodes. Now, we have been doing things besides watching Pokemon. We have We've been games. watching them censor sandwiches and, <laughs> or censor rice balls with sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> so, have done anything else? Yeah, we... Wait, we, wait. It's just the two of us? Just the two of us. Building chime chime in the sky. It's the two of us. You and chime. Okay. <laughs> I think that's enough of that joke. No? Okay. Um, for those who don't watch Pokemon and have no idea what the heck we're talking about, um, one of the Team Rocket members, James, has a Pokemon called Chimeco. And it chimes at inappropriate times. It's and not sometimes even a chime. It doesn't times. even sound like a chime. Just chime, chime. It looks like it's a chime. It's like the cutest thing because it's not even like what it is. <laughs> so you and I kind of went full blizzard this week. Full blizzard? Yeah. No, no, not that kind of blizzard. Like blizzard activation. Oh. Oh, so not like the beginning of Final Fantasy VI? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So, oh, full blizzard. So, um... It's a good I can never get a boss! Or whatever the, um, um, huh? Hanzo does when he shoots his dragon. What? No, neither of us played Overwatch. Um, we bought loot boxes? That's what Blizzard does now, right? No, no. No? You played Diablo 3. What possessed you to get back into Diablo 3? Uh, I don't know why. People have been talking about it. The Switch announcement a couple weeks ago, it's been on my mind. And then I was like, okay, I just want to chill one night and play some Diablo 3. So that's what I did last night. Yeah. I played Diablo 3. And then I, I realized I don't remember how to play Diablo 3. I thought you did it for two nights. No. Okay. And you it were... wasn't installed till yesterday. Okay. You were playing Diablo 3 on the PC because I was playing World of Warcraft. So um, I have been continuing to level up my High Mountain Tauren, otherwise known as my Moose, um, through the levels. And I think Kitten and I are at 115 at this point. Um and I have never played the, the Horde side of the new Horde expansion. Side. Horde side. Um, this is my first time playing through as Horde. And Horde so one of the cool things that you do is um, when you um, go through the initial Horde stuff is you choose a Loa. A Loa? Yes. Like uh, the scripting language, Lua? No, no, no. Loas are um, guardian spirits, essentially guardian spirits yes and you can choose between a um, tar- if i look up loa the definition is a god in a in the voodoo cult of haiti yes is that what yeah. it translates to in world of warcraft too? yes oh so they give so you baron samity or whatever right Buon samedi he's a dick oh Buon samedi okay I, that's right they rename it in the okay yeah he's a jerk the first time you die inside of the troll dance, he laughs at you and makes fun of you. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Freaking jerk. Yeah, he's the low of death. Is he a villain? 
Because isn't he uh, Vol'jin's Loa? Um, I don't remember. He certainly is interested in accruing a lot more power than he currently has. Mm. Um, and that is shown in two different zones. So, yeah. Um, so we're one and a half zones through the three zones that the um, Horde has. Oh, right, right, right. And so you pick your Loa, and you have a choice between a pterodactyl and a raptor. And the raptor sounded whoa, whoa, really whoa, cool. Whoa, 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 Those are dinosaurs. Yes. You have dinosaur spirits for yeah. your Loas? Yeah. Are they the god of dinosaurs, or are they gods who take the form of dinosaurs? I don't really understand the difference. Well, like, is this like I'm the the patron spirit of dinosaurs and I am in charge of dinosaur no. afterlife no, stuff? No, no, no. And the loa itself a is a raptor. I'm, okay, so I'm a raptor shaped spirit because I chose to be, or because I was born as a raptor who ascend. How how is the spirit looking like a raptor? It's a dinosaur. Okay. There's no good answer here, is there? No. And I'm looking for one where I shouldn't. It's just not that deep. What, is there a name to the dinosaur raptor? Yes. What's and in name? fact, that's what I was getting to. So the raptor is what we chose. And his name is Gonk, G-O-N-K. But the problem is, is I spend a lot of time talking about fantasy football. And so when Kitten asked me which Loa that I wanted to go with, I said, let's do Gronk. Like Gronkowski, the yes, Patriot, or yeah. whatever. Where like he is the football now. player. And so, ever since then, Seraphim Kitten refers to that uh, Arloa as Gronk. It's Gronk. just sort of like this running it, On its own, like, it sounds like a much more silly name, Gronk. Ooh, I've got a picture of Gronk here. I'll show this to the live stream. Um, he's a dinosaur no, with that's, lots of... That's, no, that's This the is king. Gronk. Oh, is that Gronk? This okay. is Gronk. He's got he, lots of things on. Um, looks like he has a saddle on even but maybe yeah not. I'm not sure if that's Gonk or if that's the Loa of Kings I guess it is Gonk if it's on the Gonk the great page. hunter lord of the pack Loa of the hunt not to be confused with the other gods of the hunt in the world of Warcraft universe mm-hmm. on the planet Azeroth of which there are others mm-hmm. because why not have so many. So you should look up Loa of the Loa of Kings. Well, hold on. I just want to know what he is. He's the he's a raptor. The ancient raptor Loa of shapes. What is a Loa of shapes? Every Loa has like abilities that are associated with them. And he makes he triangles makes... and and quadrilaterals. <laughs> no, he makes you speedy. What does that have to do with shapes? Uh, uh, oh, um, I know why it's shapes because he has falling damage. And trust me, that, that makes sense. There's speculation that since he's the low of shape, he may be capable of shape-shifting, but I, whatever. Um, I, I would argue that because he's not... A, wait, is he associated with the... Yeah, so know. that kind of makes sense because his, he, his, his troll speaker is a druid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Be it hoof or paw or hand, he roams the the sea and sky and land. With this Loa, we will stand. He is Gonk. Apparently, there's like troll lore. Yeah, so there are are little tales that you can find scattered around the world. And once you click them, they show back up in your base. Apparently, there's a child of Gonk. 
Right, oh, and even better is we actually found another. No, no. Loa. What was the other? You want me to do Loa of something? Loa of Kings. Is this the other one? Yeah, that you're it's talking about, the or? thing that I always mix him up with. Uh... Is this Rezan? No. Yeah, it's Rezan. Yeah. Yeah. Rezan. Acting as the Loa to Zandalari Kings, he is a Devil Sar Loa. Yes. See why I get him mixed up okay, with the Raptor? Because they have the same style. Uh, they have the same fashion designer. Yes. Yeah. And since you can't understand what we're doing... Why do dinosaurs like to wear gold so much? This is what I don't understand. Well, when did, how did they get into gold? Their whole... No, l- look at this thing. Look at his arms. How did he put these things on? Um, he has priests and priestesses in a temple dedicated to him. Whose job... Whose job it is to bling him out. All right. There's a lot of gold in this particular kingdom. I like gold. And for those of you who are listening and are very confused what the heck we're referencing to. Wait, wait. when he's undead, he still has all his bling on. Yep. Why is he undead all of a sudden? Do you have to kill him and then have to kill him again? Spoilers. Because, wow. <laughs> Spoilers. Okay. I don't understand. There's, do you remember how when we were playing Alliance, we went to that zone and it was all about people that were all like, yay, blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That ties in. But anyways. What zone? I don't even know what you were talking about. I was just saying yes to agree with you and move with the Do you remember along. that we what? went we went across to, across? from Kulturas to Zandalar? No. And there was a crazy general that we were following and she was like, blah, blah. Blood God. Uh, no. Sithun. No, I don't remember that. Okay, well. well, we did that. We don't play WoW anymore. You play with other people and not me. So I want to know. This is a WoW marriage therapy section. Why don't you play WoW with me? Because I don't like the alliance. I find it really boring. So you don't like your husband. Carrying on. Um, I was also playing Heroes of the Storm this Who week. asked me to play this expansion? Me. Yeah. And yeah. then you abandoned me. Yep. I want you to feel ashamed about that. Who's okay. your other Loa choice besides Gronkowski? Um, it's a pterodactyl, and I forget their name. Oh, come on. Loa, Terra. Are they all ter- dinosaurs? Um, I mean, because your, your Guansamity, whatever his name is, isn't. No, they're not all um, Paku. dinosaurs. Paku, yes. Paku. Let's look at Paku, P-A Master of Winds, which is a fancy way of saying he can fly, So, like Peter Pan. Yeah, if you choose Paku, there are um, totems you can find that you can teleport oh, between, I think. Looking. Is I think how that works? Right. Also blinged out with gold. Yes, it's part of this particular kingdom. And if you're wondering why we keep referencing images, we do stream every week... Um, live at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and we show off all the crazy stuff we're talking about. I, nobody nobody understands the crazy stuff we're talking about. Yeah, so besides um, Bwonsamdi, who is, well, a troll who has bones growing out of him in ways that cannot be appropriate, there's um, there are other ones. What are we like, talking about? There are other Loas. You asked if they're all... There's a turtle, apparently. Yes, there's a turtle. Okay. Yeah, when you oh, go into one Torga. of the zones. Yeah, Torga. It's just a little baby turtle. This can't be a Loa. It has no gold on. Um, and all of the Loas that you um, saw in Zulaman and Zulgarub, they come back. Oh, he's not a baby here. No. He's dead. Oh, spoilers. 
but he has a spirit. Okay. By the way, don't lick the turtle. You might get salmonella. I learned that this week, that turtles have a lot of salmonella on them. What? How? Never mind. Um, this is why baby turtles can't be... Anna, it's snowing outside. Yeah, it's snowing. It's snow... It's, I'm done. It's been snowing no, for like I'm 20 done. minutes. I'm done. Bye, Chris. All right, so... Not um, ready for this. Sorry. Uh, there was another Loa that we found, and it's Kitten's favorite. Oh, what is it? Um, I believe it's called Johnny... Is it a little baby kitten? No, it's a little baby dinosaur. How do I spell it? J A apostrophe N I, I think. Uh, that brings up Jana Proudmore. No, okay. Um, look up Richmond. Here it is. No apostrophe. <laughs> oh, okay. Johnny! And so what happens is. He's got a is pile of booty under him. Yeah, so you find this... garbage piles. All right. This is, this is treasure. You find they I'm pretty sure they are actually identified as garbage piles. He's the Lord of Thieves, the God of Garbage, Master of Minions, the Keeper of Secrets, and the Loa of Discarded Things. Okay. Yes. And so you find garbage piles and he's you the click patron on them. saint of hoarders. Yes. And he calls you Reachman. Okay. And so you click on garbage piles and he sends you into like this half alive, half dead state. Um, and then tasks. Polymor- it looks says he power morphs you. He does. He tasks you with doing something, which mm. is always go get some garbage. <laughs> and then polymorphs you while doing so. Yeah, so he polymorphs you into a little baby dinosaur, mm. a little baby whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to get to your goal and do what he wants you to do. And it's not as easy as it sounds. So, like, in one of them, you're inside of a city, so you have to dodge all of the guards and then bite someone on the butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the horde, the horde quests are better. Yeah. But I haven't heard that from anybody else. Oh, the second one was even better. Okay. Is I had to dodge spiders yeah. and find Hemet Nezingley and steal his boot. Okay. That works. <laughs> Patron scene of garbage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the Horde storyline far more than I was enjoying the Alliance. The Horde storyline. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right, um, and then I played a little bit of Heroes of the Storm. Good for you. I just I wanted to get back into it a little bit. There's a oh, new mount that. coming out. Forget that. Tell people what you've really been playing, which is Gardenscapes. Uh, yeah, I've no, actually, I've actually been playing a lot of it. Well, no, I put this down because our question of the week for this week was, um, do you play free-to-play games? Yeah, and, and the answer I, for you is yes, addictively play, so. I do play free-to-play games. Um, so Gardenscapes is an iOS match three game um, that you, as you go along the various levels, you get a star for every level that you complete, and then you spend those stars on tasks um, and you're basically rebuilding a garden um, that belongs to It's a Candy Crush Saga. But not Candy Crush Saga. It's wow, Candy Crush Saga. Wow, that video is so old. The yeah. pieces don't even look like that anymore. Oh, yeah? No, they look way better. All right, let's, 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 let's go to YouTube and find HD high-level <laughs> endgame gardenscape play. So yeah, I find that it is way better than most match three games because it does not drive you to buy stuff. Really? Yeah. You've bought things. Yes, 99 cents once. Oh, okay. 
I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm on level 1,827. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the sense that it's never going to end. Um, I mean... Can you catch up? But it's like catching up in that other, that uh, Cityville or Castleville game we were playing where it's like by the time you even get close to catching up, they release twice as much content in a patch. Right. And so that's the thing is this is an ongoing developing story. So new and, areas and, Oh, and, but keep in mind, it's free to play. So it's ongoing developing until people lose interest. At what point it will not be finished, it will be abandoned. Yeah. Because free to play. Yep. Nobody actually cares about your narrative experience. <laughs> so, I mean, I have not caught up to wherever the end of the story is yet. You've gotten past wherever this guy is I'm showing a video of, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, he just swept and did landscaping with a broom. I yep. don't know how that works. He picked up all the trash. Okay. B- with a broom. Yes. Did he give it to the god of garbage? Um, there's no Johnny in Gardenscape. Oh. Could you use one? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, coming from this fall from Blizzard, <laughs> Johnny scapes. <laughs> Johnny renovates a, an old uh, um, castle in the Zandalari lands. I don't think so. Oh, no? I just, okay. I enjoy playing it. I am good enough at the game that any time they offer um, infinite gameplay as a reward for doing something, I do it. <laughs> Anytime they deign to let you play the game. Well, no. I mean, there's five lives. And if you lose them all, you can use in-game currency to pay for more. Or you can wait. But, I mean, I can't think of a time that I've played recently that I didn't get infinite time. At least 30 minutes of it. Just because I'm really good at the game. Um, they did make a sequel, Homescapes, um, which is considerably harder, has considerably crappier luck associated with it, um, and that does it really drive you towards paying. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. So I think I'm up to like a level 150 in that one. I don't play it as often because I don't enjoy it. I also find the stories a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've been playing The World Ends With You, which is probably a lot more interesting to most people listening to this podcast. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, The World Ends With You, um, final remix on Switch. Um, I've made it to week two, so I have a new partner. I like that this review says 10 out of 10 don't buy. What Wait, does that what? even mean? <laughs> 10 out of 10 don't buy? I know. I mean, people don't like the controls. Yeah. And I think I talked about this last week where the, yeah, the controls are backwards. So when you have the Joy-Cons attached, it's a touchscreen. And when you don't have the Joy-Cons attached, it's a pointer. Which feels very backwards. No, that feels right because that implies you're playing on the TV. So of course it's a pointer. When you don't have the Joy-Cons attached in handheld mode. Yeah, then that's just weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what we've talked playing. about World Ends With You a lot. Um, let's just say, now that you've had more time with it, is this the game you fell in love with before? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've so just, still good? I've just played it in its entirety twice now, so I am anxious to get to the new content. The new stuff? So I will probably be plowing through. Should I play this game? Um, 
you haven't, have you? No. Then yes. Should I play this version though? Yeah. Are you sure I shouldn't play the iPad version instead? Um, no, because this this version's really pretty. The iPad version isn't. Eh, not as pretty. Really? Yeah, they've definitely updated all the graphics. Huh. I mean, I could like put my iPad and my Switch side by side and take pictures. That would be cool to see. Yeah, you should tweet that. I like this. The title of this YouTube I found. The World Ends With You is the best Nintendo Switch game I can't recommend. Yeah, no. I hate the controls. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Every review. Can I that just I've... get... Can I just get it, but looking... Uh, playing like it did on the on the 3DS or the DS or whatever no. it was? No. No. That, that would be too much to ask for, apparently. Yeah. I mean, if you got a haptic um, stylus, you could play it that way on the Switch. I'm sorry, what? Or How would I, I get a use... haptic stylus? They they exist. But Nintendo doesn't support that? No. Not a haptic... You, you mean just a stylus that works with the Switch? Yeah, am Do I you... using the wrong haptic word? Haptic is a, is a type of forward fee- force feedback. Okay. So you mean a capacitive stylus is Thank what you, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I was using the wrong word. I, Sorry. That's cool. Uh, I wonder if your Apple Pencil would work. The one that was stolen? Oh, did he steal it? Yeah, it was in my I thought purse. you got it back. Nope. That sucks. Yeah, we forgot to claim it on insurance, too. I think we did claim it. I mean, we could check the settlement, it but still I don't think sucks. we remembered it. Yeah. Uh, they arrested that guy. Yay! And not only did they arrest him, they arrest him in the middle, in of, the middle of a robbery. In the middle of a robbery, no <laughs> it's less. It's like, oh, I guess he's really committed to this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so yeah, that's everything that I've been playing this yeah, week. Yeah, there's a blizzard outside. Speaking uh-huh. of our blizzard, well, it's not really a blizzard. Well, let's move on from blizzard because you've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, um, I played Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm still in Act Two. I got to a really sad part. It kind of depressed me. I, I haven't gone back to three. it. No. Okay. Well, if I'm in Act Three, I don't know what the border is between Act Two and Act Three. Okay. As far as I know, I'm still in Act Two because nothing big has happened that I would think is a obvious change. And I'm not in post-game either. So I have like approximately 3,000 hours to go. (laughs) And I'll see if I get there at some point. Um, I love that game. I need to play more of it. I've just been very busy this week and trying to spend evenings uh, relaxing. Been dealing with some stress and stuff like that. And you won't even get to play it next week. Uh, I know. But that's okay because we'll be in Vegas. Yep. We're going to Vegas. I got a work conference, so um, don't worry. We're not canceling the show or anything. We got a show next week, um, but I'll be out most of the week. It'll hurt my game time. I got to figure out what I want. I need RPGs to play on 3DS and iPad. I don't need that. I have games to play. I just need to finish the games I've already started. Is what yeah, I do, yeah. Right? We're Metroid No Crawl. Yeah, Metroid. My Metroidvania mania. Right. Yes. Or uh, yes. I've been trying to think of um, a couple different things. Um, one is like, what are the big games of 2017 that I still haven't gotten around to playing that I kept telling myself I wanted to? And maybe I can hit some of those. And I realized none of those are on 3DS or iPad. <laughs> and then the other one is, um, what um, are the big games from this year that I will want to have played around the time we talk about Game of the Year? And none of those are on 3DS or iPad. So, we need another Switch is what I'm getting at, Anna. Okay. Can we buy a Switch today? No. (laughs) Damn it. Are you sure? 
Mm-hmm. When is that Diablo switch out? Let's get that. No. We're going to wait for Black Friday and see if we no, get we a wanted to, deal. We were gonna, you, you were all into buying a switch. The Diablo switch does look cool. Doesn't it, Jonathan? Jonathan mm-hmm. Stringer, welcome to the show. Hey, <laughs> I was waiting for the, the right time to, Diablo to say something. Diablo switch. <laughs> I'm bringing that up. For Diablo switch. I'm putting that on the stream right now in theory, except I can't find it. Come on. That's the game. Listen, I know. I'm trying though. Yeah, you're Over, very trying. It, oh, it's it's a GameSpot GameStop exclusive. How many years I'm still doing this? And here we go. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection Edition 359.99. When does it come out? November 2nd. So that doesn't really help you this week. It doesn't help me this week. Look at this, though. You got you got a Diablo horn on the back of the Switch. You have um, a demon and a Tyrael on the front of the Switch. I don't even recognize any of those things. Well, you re- you remember the angels from Diablo? Yes, it is a vague. Clothing. It is yeah. a vague demon and is. a vague yeah. angel. Yes, you are correct. Diablo esque yep. anyway. It, this this pouch looks a little better than that even. Um, and you get a box. The box looks cool. The and box that we're going to recycle. You see this thing right here? This right here? Uh-huh. This is actually um, part of a promotion they're doing that enters you to a contest to win things like this Switch. And it's oh, just... Do not recycle. What? Don't recycle no. those boxes. Send Why? them to me. Send them to you? Yeah, oh, I like collecting. I have bad news. Oh, Anna's been spending the whole week recycling uh, boxes. Oh, like no. <laughs> Maybe you and Anna should talk after the show. <laughs> I would have... I would have paid you to ship them to me, even. I would have paid the shipping. Well, if I come across more video game yeah, boxes... Yeah, that's the biggest thing you've been doing this week, Anna, is cleaning yeah, the cleaning basement. cleaning the basement. Sad Something face. Chris can't even handle. Oh. So Anna's had to pull up I, the pants. I posted a great picture. So um, we finally went through... We had something like four or five boxes of plushies that we just kind of accrued over the years and weren't really sure where they came from. Um, and so I, I stuffed them all into the garbage, and then I slammed down the lid to keep it down because they're plushies. They floof up. Um, and I got um, Daffy's feet stuck. It was the most <laughs> perfect thing. It's like there's a dead Daffy Duck in the trash. <laughs> and you the- can tell it's a dead Daffy Duck in the trash. No, no. The funny thing is, is apparently you can't because that was like the day that the guy who controls Big Bird announced his Oh, no. <laughs> and so everybody was like, no, Big Bird. I know he's retiring, but that's terrible. That picture is just so perfect, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're not following me on Twitter, I am A.M. Privateer, P-R-I-V-I-T-E-R-E. And uh, I, I do now playing for everything that I play and post ridiculous photos of things that I do and find in the basement. Um, so, yeah, um, feel free to follow me on Twitter for all sorts of entertainment. And macabre pictures. Of, <laughs> macabre of pictures of death. She's dead. How many? How many um, strains of mono did you throw out? Or oh, I think was? four. <laughs> I had so much mono, it became stereo. Those stupid germ plushies. I know. Why did people think that was cute? I because it was purple. Oh, okay. And now you're like, I'm over this. <laughs> and the problem is, of course, is they're not new. 
most of them were dusty and they'd been in a house with cats so he couldn't even like we could launder them them. Mm, most of them had tags or pieces that would have been a struggle to take off all right fair enough so yeah we ended up just trashing a lot of plushies Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Chris. No. <laughs> no. No, Chris. No. He's trying to buy a switch on the stream, thinking that I'm not going to notice. I don't know what you're talking this. about. Look, I can pick it up in one hour at the West Madison. Look at this. Fifty dollars a month suggested monthly. You could finance a switch. <laughs> Jonathan, save us, please. Tell us what you've been playing. Uh. Okay. So, I'm supposed to be reviewing... He's going to say 15 different Switch games, Anna. It's going to destroy your... No. Well, I can the... see that he's highlighted a, a, oh. a cell in the spreadsheet, but he just hasn't hit enter, so we can't see what he wrote there. Oh, it didn't go in? There. Now we can see Nothing? it. Okay. It was all typed out. So, I've been playing... I'm supposed to be playing Bard's Tale 4 for review, and I've started it. And I'm not making very good progress. I haven't actually been playing too many video games lately. So it's really not like the old Bard's Tale games. Uh, I'll start, I start with the good things. So the good things is the world and environment are cool. The sound dev- design is really good. Like you'll walk around and you'll hear appropriate setting sounds, city sounds, underground sounds, depending on where you are. Uh, a lot of well uh, <laughs> acted <laughs> continue Don. sorry <laughs> a lot of well acted you know voice acting uh, really well done uh, ambient you know just like conversations between NPCs and you know as you walk by him sounds really awesome that's probably the highlight of the game the atmosphere the everything uh, the story is alright so far it's you know nothing you know, you're in the city, and there's these. It's kind of like this evil church type group, and you're trying to stop them from kind of taking over the city. It's kind of what I got so far. And there's some demonic uh, stuff going on where they're summoning some demon type beings, and you gotta, you know, make sure you don't run into those because they'll destroy your party pretty quick. And that you know, that stuff's nothing great, nothing bad. Um, what I haven't really cared for is the combat. So it's kind of a, a first person. So when you go into combat, it almost looks like a first person dungeon crawler look when you're when you're fighting. Uh, you run around in like uh, in three D over the shoulder type. Um, or no, it's a first person. Oh my gosh, does this have full motion video cutscenes? What? This uh, Bard's Tale, Tale 4? 4. Um, I don't think so. Okay, sorry. I, I must have been misinterpreting what I was watching in this video. Okay. I think it's just all like in game. Okay. I, if I'm not mistaken, there, there might be some little, uh, there might be some little cutscenes, but it's like, I think when it happens, they don't actually move. It's just like static. And there's like static. T- yeah, that's what it is. So, like, something will happen, and then it'll be like, it's almost like a, a, a bunch of different still frames okay. of what's going on, and there'll be very minimal movement in those still frames. Mm-hmm. Like, one arm will move or something back and forth a couple times or some crap like that. So, it's if the art is nice, but it's kind of a, 
cheap way to do full motion but not full motion video. So that's kind of how they approach those little story scenes or whatever. It's not poorly done. It, you know, it's just nothing amazing. And that's kind of like the, this entire game. It's kind of mediocre so far, and except oh. for the sound. And the combat, I don't care for too much. So, and it's kind of unbalanced. The combat looks hard. I've watched like a couple different videos about how the combat works, and there's so many moving parts that I am just like, I don't think I want to play this. It's like okay, so you're in like a a three by three grid, you and your enemy, and you can you get three actions a turn, and you can use those three actions on any of your characters. But if a character like attacks, he can't keep attacking unless he's got a certain thing that allows him to do so. And a movement will take half a turn, so you can like move and attack, I believe, stuff like that. Or no, maybe it does take a full one. I'm trying to recall, but anyway. One of the classes, the little uh, goblin-looking guys, the little, the small guys. If you kill someone, you get an extra turn or an extra uh, uh, action point per turn, which is amazing. So, if you really wanted to power game it, you would just load up with all of those little dudes, and then you're it's much you're much stronger because you're you're capped at. You can get like six people in the party, and you're still capped at those three three actions a turn so getting extra actions for making killing blows is amazing in there and it's just it's it seems like it's complicated but it's actually pretty simple okay and you uh it's almost too simple to where i'd want it to be a little more to be honest it's because you use those three things you got you can sub attack you can only attack the guy in front of you and oh they're gonna attack me here i'm just gonna move them and then attack and then, okay, he's going to drink his beer to get some more magic points. All right, next turn. And it, 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 if it's scaled with the more characters you got, I would like it more. The way it is, it's just, I don't know. And then I, I was wondering if I was doing something wrong or had it, you know, wasn't uh, fully appreciating what was going on. Then I started kind of reading other people's thoughts on it, too. And they kind of echoed what I was already thinking. And that's just how the game is. So... Okay. There could be people that like that, and I'm not saying it's terrible. It's just, and it's not terrible. To me, it's just mediocre. It's like, it's like, eh. So I've had a, I've had trouble being motivated playing it. Is it funny? No, not really. Isn't it supposed to be? They, yeah. Yeah, uh, the old ones were kind of a core tenant of the series. Is it supposed to be? Does it have Carrie Elvis? I don't know. Probably you would know. Look. That's, no, that's no, you the, would know. You would know. He's he's Dreadlord Robert. Dread Pirate Robert. Yeah, yeah that's it. it. It would be well, an he, he, he was in Men in Tights. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I know who he is. Okay. I just don't know if he's in the game. So, like I said, the voice acting though is awesome. It's really good. The sounds oh, really okay. good. Um, I don't remember it being that funny though. Hmm. I'm trying to think. It's kind of more of a. Holy crap, you know, get moving, you're about to die kind of thing. So it's more of been more suspense kind of stuff. Type of stuff. Um, so I would you, like... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it, I think it would be more fun. You, you kind of move around like it's an action game. And then the, once you get into combat, it goes like a combat screen and it's this turn-based thing. I kind of wish that either... It's like... They mixed them up. I, I I think the game would play better if it was either 
the way you move around and then combat action like that, kind of like in the old Bart's Tale, I think there's more action-based combat, or if they've more fully embraced the turn-based combat aesthetic and the rest of the gameplay around that too. It just it feels very disjointed. So you kind of feels like you're in this 3D adventure style game, right? Until you get to the combat portion. And it just, to me, it just doesn't mesh that well. I think, if, like I said, if they built it around the combat more and the rest of the adventuring kind of more, more in line with that, they could have fleshed it out more or they could have just fully embraced the adventure, 3D adventure side of it and then made the combat like that. One or the other. And they kind of tried to do this mix if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, what were you going to ask, Anna? Have you been at least playing something that you've been enjoying? Well, okay, yes. Um, I started, remember, I, I think the last show we were on, I mentioned how I kick-started Fell Seal, and it's an early access, and I started playing that. So, Fell Seal, I'm trying to think of the, the rest of the name. Let me look it up real quick. Arbiter's Arbiter's Mark. It's a Kickstarter game. It's an early access on Steam. It's a turn-based strategy game, a la you know Final Fantasy Tactics and the like. And this one I'm liking more. Uh, I've, I'm enjoying it. The writing and the story is pretty good. You can there's uh, you know you give them passes for being early access. There's been some glaring. Um, spelling or uh, other writing mistakes in there. Uh, There's a couple, but they kind of stand out, I guess, when you you see a game like that. But then you're like, okay, the early access, I understand. Um, Grammatical error type things. It's kind of funny, but uh, otherwise, the the writing's pretty solid. The characters are interesting so far. You know, the game starts off with your characters witnessing a murder and then trying to take them into custody. Um... When you go to this little council, and I think they're trying to sound like these uh, immortal beings, and they're these all-powerful guys, and then the way they wrote them, they they, they kind of they're, they're kind of goofy-ish, and I don't know if that was the intent. So some of that's a little bit. Um, I don't want to say I don't like to use the word immersion breaking on a game like this because it's not really that immersive to begin with, but it's kind of uh, that doesn't sound you know just doesn't seem right it kind of messes with you know either be goofy make it a goofy game or be serious and try to be serious but then they did that and they started writing it it just felt wrong it's the best way i can explain it it didn't it, i didn't they didn't seem like they're acting in proper character with compared to the rest of the the game so it was a little weird um combat wise the mechanics are pretty fun uh there's a bunch of different classes so far you can uh, and I don't even think they're all in the game yet. So, you know, it's a, it's a job type system and you can have like a, a main job and a sub job and you unlock as you level a class, uh, you unlock skills on a, on a fairly rudimentary skill tree. It's not, you know, it's like there's like four or five tiers and there's like a skill or two per tier. And you and they're not really locked behind like a single Line. So if you went this direction, you can only get those skills. You can kind of bounce between them. So you just basically get a skill here, level up enough to get the next t- tier skill, and you can pick either skill usually. So it's just kind of like pick a bunch of skills from this tree as you level up. I mean, it's not bad. It's just 
it's not super complex. Maybe people like that. Uh, the, the way the job system works is very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. So uh, you'll have your main job, and then you can equip a skill set from a job, any other job you've, you've uh, unlocked skills from. So that should be very familiar. Um, the game can be pretty challenging, though, uh, which I liked. So the the AI and the enemies and some of the battles you fight, even the early game, the early battles, they're they're not taking it easy on you. So there is a a sense of challenge. Um, I've only had a couple named guys. The rest of my team you can hire and um, and customize. So you can kind of it's like a mercenary screen. And you go in there and you go, okay, hire a guy, and you can pick what they look like. And what's really cool is the customization aspects of this game. So when you hire a mercenary, you can pick their face, uh, the outfit kind of they're wearing, their body type and stuff, whether or not they're wearing their class side. And then when you get new items, it, it shows up on the character. So they have some really cool character customization look look stuff that you can do that you don't really find very often in these kind of games, which is pretty nice. I really like that aspect of it. It's all aesthetic, but you know, it's just, it's uh, something I've always kind of hey, you know, why don't why don't they let us customize these guys a little more? And, and you finally can. So I'm, I haven't played a ton. I've probably played five or six battles, so I'm very early. I, I didn't know how far I wanted to get into it, being early access, and then having to replay it again once it's you know fully released, and then kind of ruining that original first time experience with the game. So that's my usually my issue with playing story-based single-player games in an early access mode. Just being, I'm only getting a partial version, and then I've kind of spoiled a lot of it for myself when I get the full version. So I typically only like if I if I play an early access game, it's usually a multiplayer style only game to where I'm not really spoiling that first experience for myself. I don't know that maybe that's just me, but no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I I'm actually at the point where I just don't play early access games. I, I typically, reason. yeah, I typically don't, and and I gave this one a try just because I kickstarted it. I was gonna, I, we talked about it on here, so I was gonna give some, yeah, some I uh, doing a little preview build stuff. Yeah, know? basically. So, I, but like I said, I didn't want to. I was like, man, I, I so this is a sign that I liked it. The next day, I kind of wanted to go back and play it. Good. So that's usually my. My my easiest qualifier on whether or not I like the game. When I put it down, do I want to pick it up? Because usually there's very few games that actually hate what I'm doing when I'm playing it, right? Most games I can find fun in them. Uh, there are obviously some cases where like this is just terrible, but most of the time I, I'm having fun. Yeah, that was cool. The true test is when I come back the next day, do I, hey, I want to pick that up and play it again? And like Bart's Tale, I don't really get that feeling and but when i'm playing it i you know I'm, I, I enjoyed my time you know i can look back and say yeah it wasn't too bad i you know no i didn't say this game is just terrible i'm so bored none of that but i didn't have that makes me want to come back and turn it on the next day feeling and uh fell seal did give me that that's good I, yep i just i don't like the way it looks personally i i don't like their big heads I don't There's think the heads that. are big. It seems realistically proportioned. Unless I'm I think that, I thought their heads felt kind of big for their okay. body size. It, I yeah the it's I don't so like, stiff. There's lack of animation and yeah. the art is just very flat and it it looks amateur to me. Uh, yes, I can agree. And with that. and then the in-game art doesn't match up with the portrait art style that you see on like the turn order bar. 
So it's like you got two different artistic renderings of each character, and it's like <laughs> it's not cohesive to me. But it's early access. I don't know if any of that's planned to change. So, well, some know. of the portraits I like. Yeah, the sprite work I'm not as fond of. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the portraits look really like the enemy portraits. Yeah. The way they kind of make their faces look very neutral generic, or yeah. <laughs> generic. Yeah. I kind of liked how they did that. Sure. Uh, and the way they did it. Um, I like some of your character portraits, but they're in-game sprites. They look kind of goofy walking around. It's like uh, it's like one of those like kids 3DS games or something like those. What was it? The game like yeah. the, one of the Barbie ones or Bratz or something like that. My daughter plays some of that stuff, and it kind of and, and it comes down to you start to learn like what are the things that take a lot of time and materials in development of games, and this is one of those things. And so, in an indie game, you don't always get it. So. And it's fine. It's just bugs yeah. Me. And for depending on the style of game, that matters more or less to me. So on a game or a strategy RPG like this that has solid gameplay and a pretty good story, I can ignore some dislikes with the graphical style. To me, the gameplay doesn't ride on how good it looks for the most part. As long as it's not just like absolutely. As long as it doesn't bother you in the gameplay aspect here's, of it, Here's right? why I think it does. If this game is really like a tactics game, you're going to be staring yep. at it a lot. That's, yeah. You know? That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would want, like... So for me, the most important thing in a tactics game is it better have a good-ass soundtrack because you're going to be hearing that music forever while you're grinding. But um, And then you also want it to look cool and have good animations because you'll be seeing them over and over and over again. Or a way to like speed up the battles to make that grinding better. Uh, easier, so and that might be a, another way to work around it because then you don't care what it looks like as much. Um, think like Fire Emblem, where they reduce everything to just simple yeah. sprites that speed around the map. <laughs> I don't know. That's my <laughs> idea, and I'm not a game developer. What do I know? Um, this looks cool. Uh, you know how much it is, or when it's coming out of early access? Uh, it's I don't know how much. Okay. It is twenty twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I don't know when it's coming out of early access, though. They're constantly adding stuff to it and making new builds and updates. So it's a very active game. Yeah. It's not like the developers are kind of sitting around on it. They're yeah, act- I'll check they're back actively- in when it actually comes out then and see what it looks like then because it might be a very different animal at that point. Yeah, and like I said, that's what I say. I don't want to say I don't like the art because I like the portraits. Yeah. And some of the still, I don't like the animation or some of the sprite work. Mm-hmm. And I definitely can agree there. Though some of the big enemies you see in some of the videos, those look pretty cool. Like there's some big monsters, but oh, okay. Yeah, I, I that's the I had that same. We were on the same page there. <laughs> um, so that's my two RPGs I've been playing, uh, or should be playing more of. I started also playing Ring of Elysium, which is kind of another. Well, it isn't kind of. It is another. Like battle royale type thing, and it's because my brother is playing it and begged me to play it with him, and it takes oh, that is it formula. Free to play, okay. It is free to play. So for a free to play game, it's really good and it's smooth. Uh, some people really like the combat over something like PUBG or something else like that. How's it different? Is it like a faster pay? Like I don't even know. Does it take well, more bullets to kill? Fewer bullets to kill? Is it, or it's probably about the same. Okay, but uh, it's just the way the gunplay feels. I, it's harder to explain than okay. you just have to like. Do does it, it kinda... like not have bullet drop and stuff, or is it? It does. Oh, so, uh, I, yeah, I'm, you're right. I'm trying to ask you questions about something. I just have to feel. So my, exactly, it's, it's a feel <laughs> thing. Um, 
it, I, I would say it's you know how Fortnite looks a little more cartoony, kind of more a outrageous more. looking. Yeah, well, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and so I'd say this is it's not that, but it's more so than the realism style of PUBG. Okay, so can it's you a little bit on the... get on one of these ski lifts that I'm seeing and snipe yes. people from them. Okay, yes. that's awesome. <laughs> and so you you get three profiles to start off with: a climbing one. Uh, a snowboarding one and a hang glider one. So the snowboarding one, you can just pull out your snowboard anytime and start snowboarding down the snow or the mountain. But if you're like on a road or a flat area, it's not as good, obviously, right? Uh, hang glider, you can't really hang glide. You can like jump from a building and glide or from a mountainside and kind of glide across the map. Uh, so your mobility is increased. There are vehicles. The vehicles are really cool in the game. I like the way they look and feel. Uh, and then the climbing, you can climb up rock faces and you can also get on those ski lift ropes right and put your uh your spike your axe whatever on and kind of slide down that oh cool and you can ride the little cars so uh that that, those are some of the cool aspects of the game the setting it's like a big snow resort mountain area type thing and uh the ability to use those skis and you always start off with a pistol so uh, you're not running around trying to find oh, a gun. Oh, okay. So you, you definitely you at least have a that speeds That would speed things up considerably. So is it still 100 people to start sort of thing? Or? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's something different. It's free. So it doesn't cost you to so, try. Yeah, what do they monetize then? Uh, I guess you can buy gear and stuff. I haven't even paid attention, to be oh, honest. Okay. I just get on and play. It's not too in your face with it then, it sounds no. like. No. Mm-mm. I don't know how they're monetizing the game, to be honest. I don't know how they're making, my, but I, I'm sure they're doing the Fortnite model, right? So I'm right. sure they're, I'm sure they have that stuff. But I, you know, I never really do stuff like that. So it's, yeah, I've never really understood like the cosmetic mon- mon- monetization in a game like PUBG because it's like, who cares what other people look like? You're just trying to shoot them really quickly, not look at them. Pretty much. <laughs> and like, you want them to look, you want to look as drab as possible, so you blend in, right? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I would say I have done it for so like Path of Exile, right? Okay, it's a game I really liked, enjoyed, and I got it for free. So I wanted to support them, and I bought like a twenty dollar thing. Yeah, well, that's a game where you get a pet that runs around with you and stuff, and it's it's a totally different style, right? So there, I understand cosmetics a lot yeah. more than something like PUBG. Yeah, I think I got a cosmetic and like an extra bag space or something like that. So, and I didn't really need it, but I felt like, hey, I like this. I want to support you, and that's why yeah, I did it. That's cool. So, but usually for like get cool new skin, like I play Rainbow Six Siege, and then there's the 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 free stuff you can unlock. Well, I used to play. I haven't played in a while. Well, Rainbow Six and is then, a paid game. That's totally different, right? Right, and <laughs> you, you you do get a lot of free stuff. So there's a lot of unlock it in the game and you get weapon skins and outfits and helmets and all that stuff just by earning points but then there are some premier skin stuff that you can buy and i obviously i don't buy those i don't i'm not gonna they don't entice me enough to try to sink money into buying those extra skins and all that so okay that's what kind of where i draw that line usually i only pay for extra game content not clothing articles but that's mostly what I've been playing. I've, Would you uh, say Ring of Elysium has gotten you off the Rainbow Six Siege hook? Well, I haven't played Siege in a few months. Oh, really? Okay. I feel now, like uh, I, you know, but, I'm surprised by that because I hear a lot of other people playing Siege a lot still, and so I kind oh, of assumed you would still be. But I wouldn't mind doing. I guess the 
group I was playing with haven't been active in it. So okay, I I just don't get it on about myself. It seems like but, Wildlands went nowhere, and everyone is playing Siege still. So yeah, I didn't care for Wildlands. I but yeah, Siege is good. I've been in PUBG. I was playing that. Now that uh, I'll probably stop playing that too because a lot of the group I've been playing Play picked up RPGs. the new, they picked up the new Call of Duty game. Oh okay, wait, oh uh, the, the, the one with no campaign. Yeah, no well, yeah, single player. Black Ops. Four, right? Four. But it's, that yeah, is it's, not how you spell four. I, 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 I. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, supposedly the Battle Royale version, and that is oh, really solid. Right, they have one, too. Of yep. course. Yeah, and, and it's that's got Battle Royale and Zombie and the more yep. traditional modes. And from what to people I hear that really aren't necessarily Call of Duty fans, some other people I game with are saying it's really, really solid, really smooth, really fun. Um, I'm saying really a lot, but that's what they've been telling me. But I, I'm like, uh, I'm holding off. I'm not going to get it. I think I'm going to get Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm going <laughs> to. I don't want to dump 60 bucks in the Call of Duty plate for a week and then move on. So I'm just going to avoid it. I, I've usually not been a fan of Call of Duty. I will say I like the fact that there's a location in Call of Duty 4 called the Fracking Tower. Um, and I know that's a real word and it has a context here, but, you know. Obviously, that's uh, people are going to refer to that different. <laughs> yeah, I had, I was actually down for a bit because I got a new motherboard for my PC, and mm-hmm. so I spent a while setting that back up and getting everything reinstalled and all that fun stuff. And then I've been doing more of my painting and hobby miniature stuff. So I do need to. I want to play some more. I need to play Bard's Tale Four so I can review it. That's what I really need to do, but it's yeah. And I sit there, I'm like, what do I feel like doing? And I'm like, oh, don't not Bard's Tale Four sounds like. And I, I may, <laughs> I'm making it sound like it's worse than it is. It's really not that bad. No, it's but just... sometimes mediocre is the worst thing because it's 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 fun to have an emotional reaction to a game you're going to review, positive yeah. or negative. But to have no reaction or middling reaction, that's mm-hmm. just the worst. Yeah, well, I have like a thousand games in my backlog, and then I'm playing a game i'm really not that enthused about mm-hmm. it's tough yeah but that's but you gotta do it you're gonna do I, it uh, you gotta do it all right i even kickstarted that thing oh <laughs> that that's almost worse yeah I, I just got like the 20 dollar one but still all right well i think we're done with what we've been playing so it's time for me to plug extra life hey everybody hey everybody Hey, everybody. If you go to RPGamer.com and click on the Extra Life banner, you're going to see a page full of people who are dedicating 24, 25 hours of their lives to play games for charity. That's right. On November 4th, November 3rd, excuse me, we're going to be playing games for like 24, no, 25 hours. And that money goes towards helping to heal and support kids while they're in the hospital recovering from illnesses. This money goes towards things like research and medical supplies and, and things like um, uh, 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 comfort items so that kids who are in a hospital have things like video games and stuff to play. So some of the money, it depends on the hospital where they allocate the funds, but some things in some of the hospitals go towards things like you might see a child's play do. Um, and it's, it's all about helping kids heal better. 
and uh, needs a lot of money for that, um, for especially for things like the research. Oh my gosh, it's so expensive to research like drugs to fix cancer and stuff like that. Um, so you know that's why we do it every year, and we're and we're working every year towards helping making this world a better place for kids who are sick to get them better, to get them well, so they can play and raise money and just pay it forward and um, also live and you know be part of your life. So help those kids. Donate to one of us. Go find someone on the RP Gamer page. Click on um, me, Sam, Scott, Sarah. Donate to one of us, please. We'd really appreciate it. Give us a little donation. Um, check out which hospitals we're playing for. I'm playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. They got a lot of cool things going on with their money. Um, you can go um, actually click through. You could click to me, then click on them. You can see what their their Children's Hospital program is all about. Um, I'm asking, consider doing a buck an hour, $25, um, donate it, and uh, help support me as I try to raise money for those kids. Um, so you can watch me live as well. I'll be over on twitch.tv slash psnation on the day of uh, the gameplay day, which is November 3rd again. And uh, I'll be we'll there probably with... probably rebroadcast it on our channel too. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a host or rebroadcast it. Um, well, um also have Glenn Percival over here from PS Nation. He's actually coming down to our house this time. So he's he's entering the, the RPG den. Um, that said, I, I still suspect he'll play a fair amount of Fortnite. So um, maybe we'll try and get some <laughs> RP Gamer Fortnite. I don't know what's going to go on that day. You know how it is. It's all chaotic and we'll play. Someone will be playing on stream. Some of us will be playing off stream. We'll, we'll all be in the chat room. We can organize gameplay sessions. Join us. Um, at some point, we're going to have like a dedicated stream of at least an hour or two of me just dying in Dark Souls that you'll be able to watch um, in it aside from the PS Nation stream. So that's that, I'm committing that to you right now. That's a very important thing we need to provide. It's a service for our viewers. Um, apparently, everyone really loves to see me die in Dark oh, Souls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially since I haven't touched Dark Souls 3 in like two years. So that'll be even better. Crucial you know? part of the... Uh... Of, of the, the experience. Life experience. Watching me die while podcasting or whatever. Yeah. I guess we'll have Glenn on the podcast, too. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Uh, you can come uh, donate ahead of time. Uh, that does help us and then celebrate with us during the game. Uh, during the day, that helps us kind of figure out where our goals are at and how much we should be pushing or if we should make a new goal. Um, if you wait and donate the day of, that's also appreciated. If that's the way you get your kicks, then wait and do it then. But uh, if you are willing to donate ahead of time, that'd be nice. So I have an idea of where we're at and uh, if we need to ratchet things up on the little thermometer graph. So we have some cool stuff, some goals to ha hit while we're streaming that day. Um, yeah, anyway, whatever. If you want to give us money, great. If you can't, just retweet us or, um, you know, uh, you know, join us and give us support on the game day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anna, Honestly, I'd having people in chat during Extra Life is one of the most important things you can do. Mm-hmm. So. Show up. Keep us awake. Yeah. Anna, I need you to ha handle my social media for this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I should talk to you about that. I got a contractor. She's a social media coordinator. <laughs> I got a contractor. Her time's valuable. You don't understand. All right. All right. So we're going to launch straight into news. Do -do 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 -do. I don't. Wait, what? Do -do -do -do. Okay. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> Do you want an egg roll? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. All right. So, um, 
THQ Nordic has re- revealed their Darksiders uh, 3 DLC plans. Oh, goody. How can I spend more money on Darksiders, Anna? Um, the first DLC is called The Crucible, which sees... Like the Arthur Miller play? No. Oh. Uh, this sees Fury challenged by an entity aiming to test her skills. If you accept the challenge, you go to various locations where she will fight against waves of enemies in order to unlock rewards. Um, the next expansion they've announced is Keepers of the Void, um, which has Fury embarking on quests from Vulgrim. Why should I care about any of this? Just like, is the game any good? I don't even know that we, yet. Yeah, we don't know yet because the game's not out. It's going to release November 27th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And for those who are, don't know um, who Fury is, she is the sister of war. And um, the whole sort of spiel for this game is she's hunting down the seven deadly sins i haven't played any of the darksiders yet i need to do like at least the first one um so it's been remastered i know you got it for me oh did i yeah okay you're i welcome. need to play it yeah all right so um if you have been waiting to play infinite adventures you have i have to wait very much longer which one's infinite adventures this is again? the one that we watched the trailer for it's oh this is the the person. really indie looking um you know how i complained about flat indie art like oh my gosh even worse here um <laughs> well this is an indie game yeah so um yeah it, this is a first person dungeon oddly crawler. feels more cohesive in this context Ooh. to me <laughs> I do like the style of this. It looks interesting. Um, so Stormseeker Games uh, says it's coming out October 30th on uh, PC, okay. um, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. It's a first-person dungeon crawler on all those platforms for $25. Yep, so I'll probably pick that up. Your hero has amnesia. All right. Um, new Hand of Fate expansion. And I have no idea what it's about because it just the narrator, who I love the voice acting of, just says some things about, oh, things and and death and servants and beasts and they don't really show anything. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, this expansion is called The Servant and the Beast. Um, and if you're interested in playing it, it's out now on PS4, Xbox One, PC, Mac, and And I want to love Hand of Fate and yet I just, I hate the combat in those games so much. It's really hard. Oh, actually, the Combat Reforged update. Oh, there's a combat update. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's already out. It's a combat overhaul that introduces new mechanics and balances out equipment enemies. Okay, I have to put on my list. Time to retry Hand of Fate 2. Okay. Um, now, that uh, Combat Reforged update and the DLC are not yet available on the Nintendo Switch, but they will be coming in the future. I have it on PC anyway. I'm okay. I mean, Switch is where I'd play it. So. I know. You want to play everything on Switch. That's why I never get to see my Switch, which is why I need a new Switch. Let's go back to Best Buy. No. So, yeah. Uh, check it out if you're playing on any platform except the Switch. Because your uh, wife stole it. We we reviewed Hand of Fate 2. Um, before the combat was changed, we gave it a two and a half out of five. That's not a good score. Yeah, unforgiving difficulty was uh, was one of the negatives, as was repetitive combat. And so maybe the new um, combat tweaks may change that. So hard to say. Um, if you've been waiting for Disgaea 5 because it was Disgaea 5 complete on PC because it was supposed to come out in like May and got delayed infinitely. Um, I have good news. It's coming out October. No, October 22nd. So Tuesday. All right. And if you pre-purchase it on Steam, you get a 25% discount. So it'll be $39.99 or Mm. local equivalent. Do I want to hate myself? I mean, Disgaea 5 is kind of considered 
the best or maybe second best Disgaea game. Is it? Yeah, it's like people like either five or three. I have a love hate with this guy. Yeah, I feel three you. the best. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I mean, for if if you prefer to play this portably, this guy five complete is already out on the Nintendo Switch. It has been since last year. We have it. Yep. You gonna play um, it? Yeah. I would play. It. I don't have a Switch. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. Is it a Switch? It will probably be a spoon. Can it be a Switch instead? No. Let's make sure you catch it. And uh, yeah. for those curious, Disgaea 5 Complete is the base game to Disgaea 5 Alliance of Vengeance, as well as um, the DLC that added eight new scenarios, four new characters, and three new classes. Moonlighter for Switch finally has a release date! So I've had this pre-ordered for like five months. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of been excited for this. So uh, Moonlighter is coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 5th, 2018. Yay! We have that on PC, but Anna wants to play it on Switch. Yep. Yeah. So we played this at PAX, not this year, but the year before, and it was really interesting. You're a moonlighter in that you run a shop during the day, and at the night you moonlight, pun intended both ways, as a dungeon explorer where you get your goods that you then sell in your shop during the day. And if you don't care about portability, the game is available now on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Um, if you are looking to collect some limited run games, collector's edition or limited editions, um, two RPGs, um, came out yesterday on Friday, October 19th, um, Mages of Mistralia is a PS4 game while Defender's Quest is PS4 and Vita. So these have like a 30 day open printer, I believe. Or maybe they are straight... Oh, maybe they're only doing that for their Switch games. Yeah, these may be straight up X amount, Y amount. Because uh, Vita games, you can only print so many until they go out of service. Yeah, isn't that silly? Yeah, that is really silly. Yeah, yeah. So when Sony announced... Uh, before Sony announced that they were discontinuing physical cartridges, they actually cut off manufacturing them. So there's only so many of them left. So, yeah, for those who want to print physical Vita games, they have to figure out how much of that particular allotment they can get. All right. Um, Iron Danger is an upcoming tactical RPG that is now take that is now hit alpha. Um, and if you're interested in it, it's a um, Nordic mythology inspired game. Um it's based mostly off of a book or a set of books called the Kalevala. I don't think that I've heard this. Have you heard of this, Chris? The Kalevala? Yeah. No. All right. Um, you play as Kapuna, a village girl who is granted power over time and death, and she will lead her group of heroes as they become embroiled in a war between the city of Kalevala and the armies of Northlanders led by a witch queen. Um, this game is coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2019. If you are interested in checking out the alpha stage of the game, hop onto their Discord server. We have a link in our story. 
looks interesting. The combat seems to be some kind of real-time tactical. So there's a lot of action-based. I was watching a video. Yeah, I'd it's heard not of this like turn-based tactical. No. what I think of when I think of tactical mm-hmm. RPG. Same. But it, so. it could be good, good interesting looking. I like the, the look of it. It kind of looks like a from above, like a Diablo isometric style uh, view to it, but a different combat, of course. There's giant enemy birds. The ends in the game name are backwards, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell All me right. about the Pokemons. Pokemon, let's go! So this is kind of neat. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really... Is, really... it, is it like Pokemon Ikusei in Japan or something? Or? I don't know. It's Pokemon Let's Go in... Uh, North America. So let's go okay. Pikachu and let's go Eevee. And they introduced the concept called Master Trainer. And there are... No, it's called Let's Go in Japan too. All right. Okay. Fine. Um, so the idea is, is every species of Pokemon, including every evolution of a Pokemon, has a Master Trainer somewhere in the world. That's right. That means you too can have a drawn out, knocked down, hardened battle between metapods <laughs> and i don't know what you're gonna do but i guess you need to come back and avoid pressing b a lot on your metapod put tackle on it and beat that dude right so once you find the trainer it's it a one terrible it is a one-on-one no items battle so you know it's your charizard versus their charizard you have to it's level up so many pokemon diglet. if you're gonna do all these i know it's exciting this is ridiculous and you have to not evolve them either oh. Oh, yep. right. um and so yeah at the end of the video of course there's a, a bug trainer and his metapod uses harden because meme um and the these the trick to these battles is is the battle masters Pokemon have moves that you cannot naturally learn. So there are going to be water Pokemon that have electric electric attacks, yeah. and bug Pokemon that have unusual like rock or or fighting type moves, stuff like that. One of them will have dodge, and they'll just win. Dodge it! Dodge it! Dodge it! <laughs> Um, and in case you weren't aware, let, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee launch on the Switch on November 16th. So, less than a month ago, I'm actually excited for this. Tell me about Battletech. There is an expansion coming out for Battletech. Are you excited, Jonathan? No? Very excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I couldn't, wouldn't unmute. Flashpoint. <laughs> what, are, what are they doing in this? So they are revamping a lot of things. They're adding... Uh, oh, we did, lost him. Did we lose him? Yeah. Hello. Jonathan. Hello. Jonathan. Hello. Beep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, sorry. I don't know what happened. That was weird. Uh multi-stage um, missions, the Flashpoint missions, so you will have one mission you start, and then, oh, crap, you get you go straight to the next part of it, and I think you can either use the same four mechs or you have another set of four mechs already selected to do the Flashpoint missions, and you get more uh, for you know, one that's two or three tiers, and it's real difficult. You can get some really nice uh, exotic rewards. So they're also adding a lot of things like uh, more exclusive lost tech rewards, mechs, uh, 
that besides just the kind of the the standard set of things, they're adding two new mechs, which is the crab and the uh, axeman, or is it the hatchetman? It's one of those two. One of the two with the uh, the the axe in their hand, and so I'm I'm interested to see how their uh, the melee combat they're going to do with that's going to be uh, the animations. So those are two of the big changes there. They're revamping a lot of the pilot skills because Bulwark was just OP and you almost had to have it to, to win late game with your big mechs. They're also doing special um, mission drops that have uh, limitations. So you can only use light mechs or you have a tonnage capacity of this or you have a tonnage minimum uh, requirements of this so if you don't have a lot of heavy mechs you can't take it and you have scouting missions to uh, to use your small mechs so in the original game the base game a big complaint mine included was that once you got bigger mechs there was no incentive to use the little mechs and and real battle tech and like things like mech warrior Small mechs are actually useful because they're hard to hit, they're fast, they're scouts, but when you can only take four and you have to fight against a lot of enemies, getting a smaller mech with a lower tonnage that can, uh, it's not that much harder to hit necessarily, uh, especially with the upgraded pilots late game, that the small mechs just got destroyed and they couldn't stick around. So there's some balancing issues in, in that regard. Uh, I believe they've also they're going to also make the uh, a game type that is more conducive to just uh, building a mech company and doing a bunch of missions and building it that way and, and foregoing the story campaign. So just, that's going to have its pluses and minuses. So you're not going to have the story driven narrative. However, a lot of those story missions gave you some really cool rewards. So it'll add some difficulty that you're only you know going around the map taking local missions and kind of building up your mercenary force. So those are kind of uh, there's there's more stuff they're adding, but those are kind of the the major points right there. Some balancing, new mission types, uh, new mechs, that kind of stuff. And they also announced a season pass for two more ex- future expansions. Yep. So in addition to Flashpoint, um, they've also given the some bare bones details for urban urban warfare. Um, where I you're bet going it takes to, place in a city. Yep. Combat drops into metropolitan territory with explosive results. Fight through urban sprawl with new mechs and new mechanics. Woo. So yeah, um, if you're listening to this in a timely manner... The Battletech Season Pass is currently on sale, 20% off for $39.99, but that deal ends on October 25th, 2018. Get on it. So, yeah. All things Battletech coming. There you go. Um, If you have been playing Omen Sight on PC, um, good news. There is an update that's available now, um, which is called... It's 1.04 and called Omen Sight, the Definitive Edition. We'll cover patches now, Anna. Well, no, because this game was also announced at the same time for PlayStation 4 on uh-huh. October 26th, and um, as well as Nintendo Switch in oh, November 2018. Oh, now you can play the game, Anna. I'm not really interested oh. in this game. You said it was interesting looking. Yeah. You did. I was yeah. here. We yeah. watched the video together. We did. You have to solve... It's like, um, it's like a Zelda... Yeah, I mean, it's I like, like the, the art the, style, you know, the, the, but I'm not the sure bad, I like anything else. You know, the bad N64 Zelda. What's it called? 
Majora's Yeah, there you go. Majora's Mask. It's like Majora's Mask where you live the same day over and over and try and help everybody with their problems and then it resets. So you didn't actually help anybody, but you're getting closer to resolving the overall apocalypse issue that goes on where there's an apocalypse. Okay. (laughs) And you need to make it, I guess, not happen? Well, I don't know. It was unclear. I'll think about it. I mean, depends on if I get some Isha. The combat doesn't look like your style. No. It's so, like, twitchy. It's very twitchy. And, like... I think you can play games like this. You just don't like them. Um, Here's my dilemma with games like this Mm -hmm. is we already own Breath of the Wild. Yes. I haven't played it. Okay. Not really the same sort of game, but I I see that for you, you have such little bandwidth to give towards action-based games. If you've got to pick one, I get that. And I really want to play Ease Origins, which I bought on like a super sale. Mm Mm-hmm. And get uh, on it. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, we had a Kickstarter check in this week. Kickstarter check. Yeah. So um, we featured the Waylanders, which is a party-based RPG drawing inspiration from Dragon Age, Neverwinter Nights, and Baldur's Gate. It uh, combines a setting based on medieval and Celtic elements with real-time with pause combat. Oh, Apparently, you're in this? No, no, not that kind of pause. Oh, okay. Apparently, this <laughs> is something that used to be pretty common. Yeah, real time with pause is yep. very much a Baldur's Gate style, Icewind okay. Dale, yep. um, Neverwinter Nights, uh, Dragon Age, the first one, uh, <laughs> uh, pa- uh, Pillars of Eternity slash um, <clears throat> what's uh, 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 Divinity Original Sin. Am I missing some, Jonathan? No, that's not real time with pause, isn't it? No, uh, I thought that's just turn-based. Strictly turn-based. Is, is turn-based, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, you're right. It's turn-based. So scratch that one um, and add Planescape Torment. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Good. So you have a party of five people, and they can be from four races, six base classes, and 30 advanced classes with over 800 skills and 12 combat formations. And sort of the the shtick of the game is um, you're traveling between two different eras, and it's the same map, but different locations and settlements as, you know, stuff happens. I like some of the the gameplay look of the game and all that. I don't like the art look, the aesthetic. This is not my much. kind of game at all, so <laughs> I I bow to the person who actually plays these kind of games. Um, right. Well, it's, yes. Yeah, pers- oh, did yeah, we lose he's Jonathan muted again? again. Yeah. We're having Skype issues. Person- yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not muted. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. So they're looking for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars by November sixteenth. They're currently at forty one thousand dollars. If you're interested in jumping in, you need to pledge at least twenty five dollars to get a copy of the game. This and- one is set on Earth. Oh, okay. It's set in the Celtic period. Yes. So not not set in a Dungeons and Dragons setting or anything. No. Except it has wolf bat people things. I talked about I this already. I don't get it. All right, carrying no, on. No, you you say that, but now I'm I'm watching the video to try and and communicate. Every dude has a beard. They do, don't they? Wow. Where is the studio where they require people to have beards and be dudes? Oh, right. Every game studio. Ever. <laughs> right. Now, 
this game was released. I was thinking of something else. There's also a game called Realms Beyond Ashes of the Fallen mm-hmm. that's also on Kickstarter right now. And I was thinking it was this one. And this one is the one I almost backed. This one or and Realms Beyond? Realms Beyond. Okay. Sorry. Well, we'll that get is... to that in a second then. Oh, my gosh. So many kicks. <gasps> is that even on? Is that on there? I don't think it's no, on the list. Gonna nope. It. We're going to add it. Okay. We're going to we'll do an audible. All right. So for this one, if you want to get a copy of the game, it's $25. And if you want to go crazy, Anna, how much is it? Do you already figure that out? No, because you're I just repeating you things that I said already. Oh, did you say how much to go crazy? No. $10,000. You, you get a trip to their land. A Coruña, uh, in A Coruña in the northwest of Spain, plus two days accommodation in a real rebuilt Celtic hill fort. Plus a visit to a real and emblematic game locations. Plus typical foods and drinks from Galicia. Galicia? Galicia? Plus play the board game and the video game with us. I guess they're making a board game for this. Why not? And plus exclusive armor and weapons only for you. Oh my gosh, that's $10,000. Does it include travel costs? Uh, That's a good question. Yes. Oh wow, okay. That's why it's 10000 I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Jonathan, what was the one you said? Realm something? Realms Beyond, Ashes of the Fallen. I'll give you a link. No, I, I've got it. Okay. Right up. So, um, the last game won 150000 and they're in the 40000s or so. This one wants 115000 they're at 51000 This is a fantasy computer role-playing game with turn-based combat. So this is turn-based. Any party system allows uh-huh. you to control up to six characters at any one time. So, this is more turn-based-y, I guess. And... Are, man, they've got a long intro video, so maybe... It's based on D&D as well. It is based on D&D. Okay. Um, 3.5. So, but, so is this pausing... So they're, they're, they're claiming D&D, but it's not going to be real-time with pause? Right. Actually, real-time with pause isn't a D&D thing. No, that was actually the, a bastardization. D&D games used it, so... Not the uh, gold box. Oh, really? Okay. Those are all... I didn't play yep. those. All right. Did so it, it, Sorry, go ahead. In true D&D, obviously there's no real time, but in true D&D, it's more of a turn-based. Games like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what was that game? The It's a weird name. Hold on, I'll get to you in a second. There's a D&D game made by Obsidian or Troika that before they became Obsidian, that the Grey Wolf or something like that. I can't think of the name. Hold on. Okay. Keep going. All right. Um, it's not Dark Sun or Realms of Arcania, which they invoke here. No, okay. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to, if you want to fund this one, which is going for the more gold box vibe, uh, with an evolved rule set based off the three and a half edition open games license style rules, uh, they're going for twenty five, which is about twenty nine dollars US to get a copy of the game. And if you want to go crazy, how much do you think, Anna? Give me a guess. I don't know. Okay, that good guess. Uh, Three thousand four hundred thirty-seven. You get Island Master. Your photo and name, as well as seven your family or friends, as a base for their NPCs. Rule over your own island as its absolute master. Your portrait as the Island Master and seven named inhabitants with the portraits of your friends. You also have the option to help design the island, including three distinct locations such as a harbor, a town, and a personal estate. Um, you get a game box that comes with some stuff. Uh, 
eight digital versions and an amulet crafted by our own enchantress that includes an air of mystery, both in game and a physical amulet. That's cool. Extra charge for shipping. So I was thinking of the Temple of Elemental Evil, oh, which is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Greyhawk game. Okay. This is what I was thinking of. And that, uh, it was turn-based. Okay. And the, the what is it, the Dark Sun game they're talking about in there? Yeah. That's that old gold box game. Okay. So they're, they're going after that Ooh. look and not the Baldur's Gate style. What an age if you like old PC RPGs. It's a renaissance. Until yeah, they this, all die again, just like adventure games die again. Yeah, this one's being made in Germany. These are, it's a German developer here. Okay. So, and the previous one was Spain, right? I think something? Or I don't know. Might have been. Gatos of... I can't pronounce that because I can't say Spanish things. All right. Oh. All righty. Anna, what's next? Um, She's completely checked out. <laughs> Fushigi no Gensokyo Lotus Labyrinth. You skipped the editorial block. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, you did. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize that we. Uh-huh. I had jumped to the briefs. You did. All right. So we have editorials this week. Yes. We have reviews. Okay. We have a Disgaea One complete review. That's on the Switch. Yes. Or the PC. It's Switch. It is. Yes. Oh. We literally have it sitting on our kitchen table. Oh, that's right. Which is don't play Disgaea. Don't play Disgaea one unless you love Disgaea. Um, Metal Max, you know, review, which is damn, we didn't get the good game. A sinner sacrifice for redemption impression. What? Hold on. You should explain. Metal Max Xeno is the bad game in the series, but there's other games they could have brought over that would have been better. Is that what you mean? It's by not that? a great game. Okay. Got it. There are sad. really good games in the in the Metal Max series. We've just never gotten them. Every time we right. get a Metal Max game, it's a really mediocre. So here's a question: Say you have, say, a collector's edition of the Disguise One Complete. Would you be better off, say, eBaying that? Since they're only in Japanese. What? Repeat the question, please. If you have the collector's edition of Disguise One Complete, the new thing that just came out uh-huh. for Switch, uh-huh. and you have the choice of playing that on the Switch. Uh-huh. Or saying, oh, it didn't turn out that... They didn't add enough to it. Maybe I should just eBay that collector's edition instead. You're not eBaying my collector's edition. <laughs> Dick. Damn it. <laughs> Could put the money towards a Switch. Are you going to recycle ah. the box? Ah. Yeah. yeah, we'll recycle it to you. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, we have an impression for Sinner's Sacrifice for Redemption. Um, it is a soul-inspired game, so I, I do appreciate the screenshot that says, if you're lucky, this one might only kill you 30 times. Ooh. So if you're interested in a Souls-like game, check out our impression of it. Um, we did a review for Haunted Dungeons Hiyaki Castle, um, which was supposed to be like a short little jaunty RPG um, not, not really. Not very short. It's, it's it is short, hmm. um, but it is also below average. Oh, that's too bad. Two, 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 two for two out of five. Yep. Game fails to evolve in interesting ways. Combat feels more repetitious than tactical. Dungeon environments are bland and unimpressive. Yikes. So, 
Oh, and then we had a huge feature this week. Vita RPGs. Yes. So we as a staff ranked um, our favorite Vita RPGs, and we ended up coming up with a list of 40. Do we put them in order? Um, so part one and part two are alphabetical order. Okay. Um, in those particular sections, and then our top five is our top five. Okay. So top five uh, at fifth is Miramasa Rebirth. At four is Ease Memory of Salseta. Um, at three, Legends of Hero Trails of Cold Steel 2. At two, Legend of Hero Trails of Cold Steel 1. Cheater! Huh? That's cheating. No, it isn't. They're two separate games. (sighs) Okay. And number one is Persona 4 Golden. Hey, you wrote this. I did. You did. I did. It talks about your tattoos. (laughs) It does. (laughs) My Jack Frost and my Pyro Jack. All right. And of course, this particular feature is dedicated to hashtag Team Hell. Is dedicated to Michael Cunningham. (laughs) Hashtag Team Handheld Starter. Yeah. All right. Now we get briefs and release dates. Briefs, boxers, briefs. Uh, And is that what I'm supposed to say? Things like that. No. Okay. See ya. Um, Fushigi Fushigi no Gensokyo. Lotus Labyrinth is coming to Japan on April 25th, 2019. Um, So this is a sequel to Toho Gensa Wanderer and will be coming out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. No thanks. Um, This game is also... Wait. No. Um... So this game doesn't have a Western release date yet, but the enhanced version of Toho Genso Wander, which is called Toho Genso Wander Reloaded, is coming out in North America, or did come out in North America on PS4 and Switch in July. So chances are good we'll get this. Additionally, we have 37 minutes of footage from Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales. You can check that out if you want. So this used to be an expansion for Gwent, and then they spun it off into its own single-player game. They did. There's a video of eight people playing a God Eater 3 mission. It looks hectic and fun. Um, we have more information about uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, um, which is coming out December 20th, 2018 in Japan, with no official announcement of a Western release at this time. Just some light setting info you could read about if yeah, you care. and new characters, I believe. Bandai Namco will be putting out Cyberpunk 2077 in much of Europe. Don't know how that impacts people, but if you care, there you go. Um, if you were really hoping to play the Resonance of Fate 4K HD edition and you're in Europe, um, you're kind of... Delayed. Um, so this game came out in North America on, um... I mean, like a few days ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's out on the 23rd. It's out this week in Europe, so just a few days delay. Not yeah. a big deal. And then Dark Devotion got a big delay. Yes. That's going to be coming out in 2019 now. It was a Kickstarter game, if you don't remember it, because I don't remember it. Is this a Soulsy thing? I can't. I can't keep this stuff straight. Um, I don't know. 
Dark Devotion got delayed. Yeah, you can watch we, a bunch we have of, an E3 impression. If you're you can watch a bunch of French it. people talk about it if you want. I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's French. subtitled. Is it French? It's, uh, it's French. It sounded French to me. It's French. I don't know. All right. So there you go. That's our question of the week, Anna. Our question of the week is, do you play free-to-play games on consoles, or <sighs> do you play them at all? Hey, Jonathan, do you play free-to-play games? Yeah, because you were talking about the PUBG clone that was free-to-play. Yeah, rarely, though. But yeah, I think the only free-to-play games I've played have been Ring of Elysium lately and then Path of Exile. Fair enough. Um, I play free-to-play. Chris plays free-to-play. But not um, so much on console. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gems of War is the one that jumps out at me. Is you played, played a lot of that? Yeah, I've PS4. tried some free to play yeah. stuff on console, but you know, like I've got the Hex game on console, but nah, I don't really like. If they put Hearthstone out on console, maybe I'd play that just a little bit, just to play in the living room sometimes. But other than that, no, I don't know what it is. Once you do that console, once you do that um, monetization stuff that free to play games do. It loses so much appeal. And, like, the thing I come to the console games for is, like, this immersive cinematic experience, right? So kind of doesn't go with that vibe. But whatever. Lord Golbez says no and no. Pretty straightforward question of the week. <laughs> doesn't play them at all, Anna. What's Shaman up to? Um, Shaman says, I downloaded the free-to-play stuff on Switch, but I haven't put any time into a free-to-play game on console since Adventure Capitalist on my now-gone PlayStation 4 in February 2017. I had to do something with the bloody thing before Persona 5 came out. <laughs> All right. Victor says, I almost never visit GameStop anymore. I can't blame them for offering exclusive stuff. They need to get traffic into their stores somehow. So I don't want that, that about. That was referencing the fact that we were complaining about the Pokemon codes that are oh, at GameStop. Which they announced one this week, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it last week. All right. Uh, the one non-computer free-to-play game I put any significant time into, says Victor, was Pokemon Picross on the 3DS. I managed to 100% complete it without paying any real-life money, but it required almost a year of time-gated daily trading. Uh, training, excuse me. I will rarely experiment with a free-to-play game in whatever venue. Hearthstone was amusing for a little while. I tried the other Pokemon free-to-play games on 3DS and quickly got bored of them. As a longtime Wild Arms fan, I would possibly give Wild Arms Million Memories a chance. World of Warcraft isn't truly a free-to-play game, but it might as well be one for people like me who pay for everything with in-game gold converted to Battle.net balance through the WoW token system. That's really cool if you can pull that off. Yeah. That's a lot of work to get that much gold. It is, yeah. (laughs) So we asked the question of the week on Twitter, and we got some replies. Um, So Strawberry Egg said, on consoles... The only free-to-play game I play on a regular basis is Pokemon Go. I'm still surprised at how much I've played that game and still play, despite my initial reluctance. And uh, Kelly Ryan, who couldn't be here today, says, I put so many hours into Pokemon Picross on the DS that I ended up spending the $40 to unlock all the gems or whatever to play it as much as I wanted. Nintendo needs another Pokemon Picross right now. And Spirit Rogue says, I installed Lost Reavers on my Wii U. I don't have that many Wii U games, so I wanted to try it out. I have no idea what that is. I have never heard of this. (laughs) Lost Reavers Wii U. Okay. It was a game. Yep. The Lost... Oh, wow. I like this Venture Bee title. The Lost Reavers Wii U exclusive is good, but only if you like bad games. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, a video on Eurogamer, Lost Reavers is impressively bad. All right. Oh, it's another Bandai Namco game. Yep. Oh, I remember this game. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a crappy B-movie. Oh, okay. It's so bad. I remember watching videos of this. Well, there you go. Yeah, no. It's like a campy, crappy movie. Cool. All right. So, question of the week. If you'd like to send us feedback, podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. Call or text us at 608-729-4098 or leave a comment on the website in the show thread. And of course, you can always join us every week Saturday at noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. We, we like a, having people. Do in we have chat. a question for next week? Yeah. Oh. So I wrote this down because you were talking about it earlier. All right. What is it? What 2017 game Uh-oh. would you recommend to Chris? That's where everyone tells me to play Neo or um, Mario Galaxy, which I haven't played either of yet. I can't believe you haven't played Mario Galaxy. I know. Me neither. It's like some Mario Odyssey. My, it's Super like someone Mario has Odyssey. my uh, Switch or something. Yeah. But you keep calling it Galaxy. Whatever. Mario Hat Party. <laughs> All right. So coming out this week. We have Resonant of Fate 4K HD Edition. So in some territories it's out, in some territories it's coming out. Yeah. Dark Souls Trilogy on PS4 and Xbox. Dark Souls Remastered on the Switch. Disgaea 5 Complete on PC. Castlevania Requiem on PS4. That's a bundle of Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. As Chris calls them, the best 2D... Castlevania and the best 2D Castlevania. Yeah, there you go. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out this week for yeah, PS4 you and Xbox. You don't need a Switch because Red Dead Red Redemption Dead? 2 is coming out. Okay. That's and you want to play that. That is a strong argument, Anna. I got to give you credit for that. That's a strong <laughs> argument. Realistic <laughs> ball sack mechanics. Oh, no. <laughs> they have made me angry, though. What'd they do? That it's not coming out on PC right away. Oh, okay. I have to get it on console. It was kind of amazing watching the sort of crash and burn of like one very seemingly very innocent comment for Red Dead Redemption 2. Because the one of the lead guys of the studio bragged about how everybody was doing 100 hour work weeks to get the game out. Oh, yeah. It didn't get good. That no, went bad. No, that went, that, uh, that went spectacularly bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just sort of snowballed from there. So, yeah, it was... It, for, then it was... It's We're just kidding. Then it was nobody works hard here. Which was a really weird thing. To nobody say. works hard here? <laughs> Unless they want to. <laughs> Unless they want to. Uh-huh. Um, and then a whole bunch of people anonymously came forward to various websites and were like, yeah, we, yeah, we, we totally have to work overtime and most of us don't even get paid for it because we're salaried. In other words, normal game development. Yep. yep. It shouldn't be normal. I'm not justifying it. I'm pointing it out. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and now, sort of as of last night, it was um, Rockstar has put out a memo to all of their studios, particularly the ones that were getting hit with the worst overtime, that no one has to work more than 60 hours a week. Now. The problem, it, yeah, that's what they say, but oh my gosh, like, give me a break. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what your policy is, the people who get promoted are going to be, well, the people you know, that we work don't need to debate hard. this now. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We don't need to debate this now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you for Dale North, the, who make who makes our awesome intro outer music. Thank you for Kelly Ryan, who makes our awesome little cute um, icon. Come join us on Discord. Thank you for donating to Extra Life, and we will see you next week. Go donate to Extra Life, please. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Donate to Chris because he's sad and pathetic and behind everybody else. That's true. Bye, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. It was Bye. a it's a pretty short show this time. That's right, yeah. Yep. That's what happens when we have only have three people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. See everybody next week. Bye everybody. See ya.